Please be advised that this episode may contain strong language and spoilers. Hello and welcome to What The Forks, a podcast in which we revisit a teenage obsession, Stephanie Meyer's Twilight Saga. We're finding out if our love for this series will shine eternal or crumble to ash under close inspection. I'm Chloe. I'm Isaac. And in this bonus episode, we're talking about visual effects in the Twilight Saga films. Hiya. So this is a little bit of a surprise. Surprise! We're normally very regular fortnightly people. It's the only times we can see each other, otherwise it's too much. I really don't like having my routine disrupted like this. No. Um, But... We're not alone. No, we're not. <laughs> feel all exposed. Someone can see us hiding in the dark with our microphone. And all our opinions. <laughs> we have with us Matt White. Woo! <laughs> Matt is... Matt, what are you? What's your job title? My job title is a paint and rotoscope artist. So I work at a company called Framestore. We're currently working on Lady and the Tramp, the live-action remake, and also Wonder Woman 2. Oh, it's Wonder Woman 1984, I think it's called. I was going to say in the 80s. Yeah, it's a prequel, possibly. Oh. What I do is basically removing the things that you don't want in a film. Also, cutting things out is the best way to describe it, so that you can put things behind things. See, Edward's skin, it shines. So in order to do that, they will have to put tracking markers on his face. (gasps) Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. So that when he moves his face, the shiny skin moves with his face. So those are the little dots that you see in like behind the scenes footage. So my job would be to remove these markers. So when you've got a piece of footage and you've got like an orange circle, Yes. stuck to someone's cheek. You cut out that circle, what does that then leave? Negative space, and that then gets filled with something? Or No, so generally you would patch. So you would take a bit of his skin from elsewhere and patch it on like top. Like his bum. Right. Yeah. Like, like... <laughs> they yeah. submit pictures of that. So what we're wondering is, can you provide us with photographs? <laughs> No. Where is that file? <laughs> Generally just a little, very close to the area where it is and you just patch it over. And then rotoscoping, the one that probably doesn't make sense to anyone. <laughs> so imagine you're putting Jacob turning into a wolf, but Bella is stood in front of him. I would cut out Bella right, so that you could then add I think that would be best. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Could you provide us with a cut of this film? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Amazing. Yeah, as well as being a paint and rotoscope artist, you're also my little brother. I was which going is to why say, are we mentioned I was going to say, <laughs> the elephant in the room is, we're related. <laughs> um, so thank you for coming along, because you've That's fine. been paid in Nando's. What, uh, what got you into that line of work? Um, it's quite a difficult one, actually, because basically, do what you love, do what you enjoy. And I thought, what do I enjoy? Watching movies. And that was about it. So, <laughs> so I thought, why not try making movies? And then, and that's, yeah. that's yeah, that got me there. And you have to train to do this. Yes. So Chloe I, can't just show up tomorrow to rotoscope. No. Oh, I, I've got it all booked. <laughs> I've have rented a rotoscope. Um, yeah. It's quite large. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what, 
It sounds like something fun you'd do on a first date. Like, yeah. I'm taking you rotoscoping. <laughs> I've never been. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. No. It's, it's very dull. Oh. <laughs> well, it can be, depending on what you're doing. So are you very passionate about this line of work or is this going to lead to something else? I enjoy it because yeah. it's, it's very exciting. But it's leading to, hopefully, compositing is the goal. So compositing is where... You're taking the cutout of Bella and you put the CG wolf in and Bella in and then you make it look real. Oh. So compositing is like integrating it. So I'm just cutting her out for a compositor to then put it all together. Oh, so how many... So for example, you're currently working on The Lady in the Tramp. Yes. Remake. Yeah. How many people are in that team? In, or in your department? In or? my department, there's about five of us in London but we won't be the only visual effects company working on it. There will be others around the globe working on the same film, but on different sequences. That's crazy. Wow. Because that's like having a song and having, like, you're going to sing that lyric, but the person in Glasgow is going to sing that lyric. But still, you end up... With the totality of the film. Of the film, you don't notice. You don't kind of see... or, Or would you? Do you kind of go, oh, the style of compositing there is very different to the no, style? No, because everybody is working to a brief and you have one director and there will be one visual effects supervisor overall. Ultimately for that film. For that film, and then there'll be in-house supervisors for each studio. Mm-hmm. So everybody's working under the same people mm-hmm. and the client so is the, the vision same. kind of trickles down it from trickles the director yeah, through the visual very, effects supervisor. We call it a visual effects pipeline. It's very much a pipeline. So I'm going to bring us back to the Twilight Saga. Yeah. What are your memories of the entire Twilight Saga? What do you remember? Oh, God. We had a question. Chloe had a memory of our dad taking us to the cinema, and we couldn't remember... Did you come with us? If you were with us. To see Twilight? I don't remember whether it was Twilight, but I came to with you to see one of them. Okay. The The main memory I have is that Odeon were giving out, you know, like freebies when you buy popcorn? Mm. Yeah. And they were giving out little key rings and they had one for each character. <gasps> I do remember this. I feel like this might have been Eclipse. I think it was Eclipse. It might have been Eclipse and they gave me Bella and I was so angry because I wanted <gasps> Jacob. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I think in the end I swapped with Leo. Yeah. This is probably a natural moment to say, so you're... Team Jacob. Yes, Team Jacob very much. As much as anyone on Team Anyone. Well, yeah. But yeah, kind of. I, I wanted Jacob very much for myself. So I was kind yeah. of... Um, Happy that he didn't end yeah, up Yeah, I kind of was Team Edward, but... You want him yeah. to do well, but also... Not well enough. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what he did. Yeah, and well... Mm, mm. <laughs> did we influence you reading the books and seeing the films? Or... A lot, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's very hazy, but I remember you reading them. Right. I remember you reading them. Yeah. Oh, you read the books. I did. Yeah. I, I read. I at some point I switched to audio books. It, it probably was actually <gasps> New Moon because it was so dull. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay, I, I can't read anymore. I'm going to listen. Mm. I, I did read. And you them were all. a full-on Twilight fan then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Kind of a, a lot of faces people make. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> It's a universal, it's a, it really binds this community, yeah. I think. The yeah. way that we all tense our cores when someone... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't think I ever would have admitted it if someone had asked me. No. no. That's why we've Twice. created this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how old were you when you first saw Twilight? The first? Oh, God knows. Did you see it with us? I can't remember. I don't know. How old was I when it came out? You were born in 98. Ten. Ten. Probably didn't. Fuck. Ten years <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Chloe just came face to face with her mortality. <laughs> oh, um, God. Do you think I would have watched it at 10 years old? I'd definitely watch Buffy. It was a 12A. Age restrictions meant nothing in no. the White House halls. No. Anyway. So who knows? So, But you probably would have been 10, 11. You wouldn't yeah. have waited more than a year. You I would have seen it. it. No. Yeah. Certainly by the time I had it on DVD, yes, we definitely. would have watched it. Yeah. I probably insisted that the family watch it. I'm by sure that you point. did. Mm, so you were let's very all passionate. sit down as a family <laughs> and enjoy a nice evening. I've got a great idea. <laughs> Was it something that affected your friendship groups? Did you talk about it amongst your friends or uh, no. Well, you did I, go to an all. I went school. to an all boys school. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it would have been mentioned. Not many Twilight stands. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that many people did watch yeah. it and did enjoy it, but I don't think anybody would have spoken about it. Wow. Out of all of the films, then, what was your favourite? When looking back, um, very much the last one, I think. Breaking Dawn Part Two. Yeah, which is surprising. Sante. Mm. Because my favourite bit was the bit that wasn't in the books. The, books, the, the fight. fight. Yeah. Yes. That was just... tragic. Yeah. It's it was just brutal. the most exciting, yeah. though, wasn't it? And that's the only I part. I was very angry. I remember seeing it in the cinema yeah. and being like really yeah. shocked. It was a real moment where I fully snapped awake mm. and was. What? Yeah, I was like, this better not be real. Yeah. But um, it is, we've not rewatched, we've not got that far no. yet. Neither have I. But I remember it being a cool sequence. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if I watched it now, I probably wouldn't have the same feeling. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's aged well. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Sheen's involved, so it's a bit of fun. Oh, Michael Sheen. He makes a wonderful noise. <laughs> can't wait. Yeah, it's really good. This. It's like my favourite part of Breaking Dawn Part 2. It is. Wow, when we get there. Yeah. So, so far, Chloe and I have discussed the first two films in the series, Twilight and The Twilight Saga, New Moon, which were released about a decade ago or over a decade ago now. Actually, New Moon will be... Ten years in November. How much do you think the art of visual effects, how far has it come in the last decade? I would say the art is very similar to the way it was 10 years ago, but the science behind it has progressed a lot. The quality of the work that is being produced is obviously so much better, and the softwares that we're using are being developed and updated, and the technology, the computers, I think it, it just improves. So it's the technology that makes things more realistic using CGI or animation? Or... Yes, the, the technology allows the artist to create the high quality work. But ultimately, there's no reinventing the wheel. It's a very broad area. In terms of what I specifically do, mm -hmm. not so much. Other areas, like the the CG wolves, probably are very different to what they were. I'm not an expert it's not on, your on the whole of visual effects, because it's just huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just and that's why it's a pipeline. Yeah. yeah, but from what I do, it's not changed much. From other areas, it's probably changed a hell of a lot. So we've just seen our first werewolves in New Moon. <laughs> um, what do you make of them? Hmm. <laughs> They're not the worst part of the film. No. no. We cannot argue. No. I think the worst part of the film might be the plot. <laughs> um, but that, that was set in motion. The, <laughs> the worst part is chapter 23 of the novel, and I will never let it go. 
I'd say not the worst part of the film or the worst visual effects in the film either. I would say. When you compare to other films nowadays, particularly, like we've just had The Lion King, obviously, groundbreaking, and it's just the quality is... <laughs> and this is not that. This is not that. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, it's nothing like Mufasa. I think I was pleasantly surprised when I was returning to New Moon, having mm-hmm. not seen it for years and years and years. I was kind of ready to see some shitty, yeah. <laughs> you know, computer animation. Mm. I was like, right, let's let's have a laugh at this. And when they appeared, I went, oh, okay. There's something about the eyes. Yeah, the eyes. That, are... Isn't quite. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't like a bit cartoony. Them. I didn't when I first saw the film either. It's a difficult one because, as well, it's always difficult to make a giant wolf feel realistic. Yeah, they had the mm. same problem in Game of Thrones, and that's mm. why they didn't. I think they dropped the giant wolf thing because it was so difficult to do. Because they're meant to be like the size of horses, I think. They're meant to be huge. Why is it so difficult, then, to make big wolves? I think just because it doesn't look right. Does it get comical, maybe? Maybe, yeah. And just a wolf... Everyone knows what a wolf looks like. Mm. When you blow that up big, you need to change something Mm. in order to make it feel realistic. It becomes a bear. Or something. Mm. It's hard to make just a normal wolf, but big. It doesn't make sense yeah. to the eye when you look at it. I don't know why, but I think that's just something about human perception or something. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. So could you break down for us the process of creating Bella's interaction with Wolf Jacob? Rotoscoping would be involved. Important. <laughs> uh, so you would obviously have to cut Bella out. Yeah, um, cut her out. Yeah. Cut her right out. <laughs> and then put her back, sadly. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> Maybe a little bit smaller. <laughs> the wolf will be full CG. Someone will have modelled the wolf, which involves, like, sculpting him. Then you would rig the wolf, which is basically putting his bones in. All so, digitally. This is all, all existing. Digital. All digital. And then you would animate the wolf to make him move, using the rig, which is basically his skeleton. Like a skeleton. And then you would add simulations to the wolf, which involves adding muscles and fur. So you're basically trying to simulate real life and add textures to make it look mm. real. And then you would render it, and then it becomes not a 3D model, but a 2D flat image, right. which has been rendered. You give that to a compositor, and also the cutout Bella, and then you put them together on the plate... And then you use grading to change the colours of them and match them both to the plate and integrate them. Is that about... So, like, when Kristen Stewart is stood on location, the sunlight is hitting her skin in a certain way. Is the grading to do with making sure that this wolf that wasn't there is being hit by the same light? Yes, so I kind of missed a step there as well. Actually, you would do lighting before rendering. So they would recreate the light of the shot on the wolf, then render it. It always requires a compositor because you can only do so much in 3D space and then once it's rendered, you then use the compositor. Is matching the tones and the colours and the lighting mm-hmm. um, and making just integrating it correctly, adding grain because there's always grain on footage. It's just it's very small details which sell the realism of a shot. So the grain... I read this morning that uh, New Moon was shot on film rather really? than digital. That surprises me a lot. Just because of the cost or budget, yeah. Budget. That mm-hmm. Film is notoriously very expensive yeah. to shoot on. I would not Which... have said any of the Twilight Saga would have been shot on film. <laughs> but 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, that's very interesting to me. And so then you've got a certain quality to the footage that you then yeah, have to match. and if it's shot on film or digitally, you always have noise. So you would have digital noise or film grain. So if you add something CG on top, it won't have any grain and it will stand out. It's, it, it makes it look fake. So it's basically okay. making it look real. And you end up with like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Of. It kind of surprised me when I was learning about it because I always thought, why would you want to put make it look grainy? And because mm. you're basically making this perfect 3D mm. CG wolf that looks amazing, and you're making it not as nice looking. Right. But you're making it more realistic. So mm. maybe I should ask later, but now I'm going to do it now because you said the wolves weren't the worst. Special uh, effects. <laughs> <laughs> what do you count as the worst? Uh, I mean? So, actually, the moment that stood out for me, it's when Bella and Jacob first see the cliff divers. Oh. The Sam's <laughs> yeah. little squad. Yeah. That are all jumping off the cliffs. Yeah. Because they've clearly taken a shot of this group of boys yeah. jumping off of cliffs and slapped them on top yeah. of this cliff. Yeah. And one thing I noticed is that they don't have shadows. Ooh. The, there's, there's no shadows. It literally just looks like they've cut out these two <laughs> these little guys and just That's put bad. them in. And what, what causes? Is that just a slapdash kind of... That, I guess it, it could come down to speed. Time? Time, yeah. The amount of time that they've had to do it. Because this film was... It was released in November 2009... They began filming in March 2009. So that's very, very quick. I would have said it's a film with fairly heavy visual effects. Yeah, Yeah. it's got full CG, and that is very quick. It would normally be in production for two or three years, I would have thought. Mm. Wow. Or at least least a year and a half. Does that make the wolf seem even shitter now? Or Or better? better. Is it kind of impressive that they did what they did in the Mm, time? Kind of impressive. (laughs) It's hard to say. I was comparing it also as well, not to films of today, but films that were released around the same time. Mm. Both Where the Wild Things Are was released in 2009 and Avatar was also released. I mean, it's hard to compare this to Avatar (laughs) because that was given, I don't know how many I was going to say crazy budget. Yeah, crazy budget. If I remember correctly, it was like a record-breaking budget. Yeah. Oh, it was one of the most it was expensive and record, films. It was, in terms of box office, it was the highest grossing until a couple of weeks ago with Endgame. Avengers Endgame yeah. has just become the yeah. highest grossing film so, of all time. Wow. I, it's a bit scary that I have not seen the highest grossing film. Is it you? Yeah, you think the, they would have invited you? They would have said, Chloe Swindell, yeah. this is likely to become the, the highest, highest grossing, grossing film. film. Please. Maybe of your lifetime and you're not going to see it. No, I'm not. Don't worry, Mm. I'll watch New Moon instead. (laughs) (laughs) Comparatively, New Moon had a budget of 50 million. Look what they've done. Where the Wild Things Are had 115 million, and then Avatar had 237 million. Okay. So so we're talking big differences in budget here. Where the Wild Things Are, I've seen it, I've enjoyed Mm. it. It's very heavily... Visual effects. Visual effects. Interesting that that was given such a budget, though. I would have thought that New Moon, the sequel to Twilight... That surprised me as well. ...was a guaranteed moneymaker by the time. Exactly, and you can see that in the box office as well, because New Moon, for box office, hit 709 million (gasps) in box office. 
Oh my On a budget goodness. of fifty million, that's so crazy. that's a big profit. Yeah, mm. whereas where the wild things are didn't even break even. It all relies on money. It's a business. You can't make a high quality film without Disney throwing a lot of money at it, like uh, yeah. <laughs> or another big company. But generally, but Disney. really, it's Disney. Yeah, yeah. maybe like the, world. the reason the budget was so small is that they knew they would make a profit. It was going to. Sell. I think it speaks to the target audience. Yeah, because they we knew they expecting amazing CG and the demand quality. was that it needs to be out like the film needs to come out every year they wanted it as quick as possible so, yeah. and they knew they would make 700 million so they were like mm. well, if we can only spend 50 why not yeah. fair so in all of the Twilight Saga movies okay. do you have a f- favourite moment of VFX wizardry VFX wizardry I enjoy when the vampires die and they're broken apart I do find that very cool. It doesn't happen much in New Moon, and I've not seen the others for a while, mm. but from memory, mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that was actually really cool. There was cool. an execution in New Moon. And there was the brief crack on Edward's cheek yeah. that made quite an impression I, on me. I did yeah. find that very cool. I yeah. mean, the skin, on the other hand, <laughs> not at all. The sparkly? There's been a big difference. I noticed a difference mm. between Twilight sparkly skin okay. and New Moon sparkly yeah, I agreed, skin. I yeah. thought it was better. Yeah. We were discussing this in our last episode. Yeah. The sparkly skin, bad choice. Yeah. But that's in the books. Yeah. For filmmakers tasked with this is a vampire with sparkly skin, you do the best you can. I, I think it was an admirable attempt. I think I completely to make agree, this. to be honest. I have absolutely no idea how anybody would make that better than what yeah. they did. So you're not sat there going, well, I would have done this. No, I mean, it looks like trash, but how <laughs> could you have made any better out of that? Yeah. Like, just why sparkly skin? Because it has to not look like body glitter. Yeah. yeah. But it also needs to look... Like, beautiful. And not look like heavy sweating, either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So true. (laughs) Moisture. You've kind of, you've mentioned in New Moon a particular moment that, just put your teeth on it. Yeah. Throughout the saga, again, it's been a while since you've seen the whole thing, does anything spring to mind as the worst piece of VFX, or...? Um, I mean, nothing stands out to me. It's just the little things. It's the little details, and that probably speaks to the time and the budget that they had. Mm-hmm. I must say that as much as I am shitting on it all now, <laughs> um, I do appreciate the amount of effort that goes in because obviously I'm there mm. working on a film. You could spend a week working on two seconds of footage. The wow. amount of people and hours and time. They did a fairly good job. And that's yes. a balance that we always have to strike uh, as people who don't do any of these things. <laughs> we are not professionals. <laughs> you are a professional. Yeah. We could not do anything that we shit talk every single episode. <laughs> we are fully aware that we would not be doing a better job. Yeah, we have no credentials. So the reason we're here is because we loved it. Yeah. Ultimately, we bought those cinema tickets, mm-hmm. we bought those DVDs. Soundtracks. And watched them more than once. Yep. We watched yeah. them again and again and they brought us joy. Yeah. So, so they, regardless of our nitpicking, absolutely successful. They're yeah. pieces of work that people we did work have loved. very hard on it and they did a good job for the time. Not as good as other things, but <laughs> you have to consider yeah. budget, yeah. time and all of these things. So And also you have to consider like how much money are we putting into the effects and how much money are we paying the actors and how much money are we putting into the sets and how exactly. much money are we it's... doing for location and yeah. And there are many things that they've done that have been quite impressive. That must have taken some money 
talked last time about the score I thought was beautiful for New yes, Moon. Yeah. Michael Sheen. Yeah, I don't Michael know how much Sheen. he would have cost. They filmed on location in Tuscany. Mm. Yeah. Things like wow. that. I've just thought of one thing which was good, which I didn't notice in the film in terms of visual effects, because you're not meant to. And that is part of the job of being a visual effects artist. Most things you aren't meant to know. Well, mm. everything you're meant to think is real. The school, the outside of the school isn't real. And I didn't know. You mm. recognised that the car park was different yeah. and the school building you mm. thought looked different. Mm. But it's not there at all. It's not there at all. No, they shot it in a car park, so it, you know, that's why the car park is different. <laughs> and then they put the school behind them. And I learned mm. this from the special features. But I didn't notice. Because, yeah. yeah, it was just a car park with trees behind. And they put a school there. Yeah. Wow. Behind them all. You have to commend them for that because that is a very important part of the job is creating yeah. invisible visual effects. Most things you're not meant to notice. Because if you do notice, it takes you right out of the mm. film. So is there anything that you wanted to talk about, about these films, any ideas that struck you that we haven't mentioned already? I could mention the super speed, but... Oh, so, so again, started. it's the thing where I, I thought it was much improved. Again, like the sparkling, it doesn't mean it's great. No. <laughs> it's just... The best of what they can do with the, what the they award yeah. for most yeah. improved. I mean, again, it's a difficult... But like the skin, it's not as bad of a choice because... Vampires have to be fast. It's just yeah. It's Can you imagine if they were slow? Yeah. Vampires are great, but they're like really sloth. slow. Yeah. <laughs> they have to just so crawl. If or if every time a vampire moved, they put the whole film into slow motion and just had them walk. Because I mean, that's kind of what they do with X Men. X Men. Right? That's yeah. what I was thinking. It's a it's mm. a difficult one to do. Mm -hmm. Super speed. I don't know how they could have done mm. it better. Maybe more consistently. I. I the, the thing is, I think everything is better when you don't see it. For example, in the Twilight, when. You know, Edward is going off and like, I'm stronger than you, and throws a massive <laughs> truck. never outrun me. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of seeing him do that, hearing him, yeah. and then seeing something, then you know, that gives you more imagination and more stuff to play with. Yeah, Because ultimately, the human imagination is always going to create something better than mm, any definitely. I mean, CGI could. I don't think you should ever... I, I work in CGI, but I don't think you should ever fall back on CGI. I don't think you should use it unnecessarily because... If you can do something with real effects, mm -hmm. it's always going to exactly, be better. Yeah. Or if you can just do it without showing it, I think mm. that depending yeah. on it depends on the story, it's an aid. but correctly and yeah. sparingly and mm. in the right places, I think. And the thing with the wolves is, I got excited like the eyes, Sam Yuli's eyes when he's searching yes. for Bella. That was just like a little bit of horror. Exactly. That was interesting. And then when you see, it's always when you reveal the monster. It's mm -hmm. always a, a disappointment. Like, ah, yeah. Oh, now I see you, it. Did either of you see the um, images of what the monster from Bird Box was supposed to look like? No. Have you have you seen Bird Box? I've not. Oh. I've not, but I know what okay. it's about. In the final cut of Bird Box, you never see it. You hear yeah. something coming, there's like wind through the trees, you never see the monster, and there are images online of the design, yeah, something like was made, yeah. that I remember seeing an interview with Sandra Bullock, apparently they brought it on set, and oh, she wow. burst out laughing. Oh. And she was just like, I, I can't look at that. And it was supposed oh. to be the most horrific, most horrifying mm. thing. You can just imagine how much worse the film if would have been had they exactly. done that. Sometimes yeah. if you can get away with just suggesting something. I think that's so the most better. terrifying thing because yeah. like Hello Jaws, the most exactly. classic yeah. example. Exactly. I'm terrified of sharks, but when you finally see it, you're like, oh, yeah. good. I think it's most scary when, when it comes to 
films and visual effects, I think it's a very delicate balance. Mm-hmm. And to do it right, you have to get that mm-hmm. balance right. And I think this probably strayed too far into the realms of... Because I suppose 2009, they probably had a lot of new things yeah. happening with visual yeah. effects. They could make these wolves quite quickly. Mm. So they probably strayed into, we can do this, let's yeah. do it. Maybe it would have been better if they'd held back a little bit on mm. the amount of effects that they'd used. Nothing wrong with the good old traditional suspense. Exactly. Thank you for joining us, Matt. Thank you, <laughs> Thank so you Matt, much. for being here. It's yeah. been a pleasure. Where can people find you or your work? Where do you live? Where yeah, do you what's live? your address? <laughs> what are your digits? If someone were um, trying to kill you, do you have places on the World you Wide can Web? Check my IMDb. Search Matthew White on IMDb. Oh, um, oh I, you're a Matthew. I'm a Matthew, Matt. not a Matt. Actually, Matthew yeah, Boy. And then my Twitter is at MattWhite underscore VFX, I believe. You can find me there somewhere. Perfect. So, yeah. Excellent. Amazing. Thank you very much. That has been a little really bonus helpful. episode. I'm wondering what, like, now in the future, we're going to be a bit like, oh, Matt would know. <laughs> what did Matt say? We're going to have to refer back to this all the time, <laughs> yeah. or have to do another bonus episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this special bonus episode. We'll be back, as usual, next week to discuss 2010's The Twilight Saga Eclipse. But in the meantime, you can follow us on social media at Forkscast. And you can rate, review and subscribe to What The Forks on your favourite podcast platform. Until next time, look after yourselves. And remember, cut Bella out.